0: And we're back. When we last left off, our outlaws found themselves deep in the underbelly of a pleasure cruise ship called the Guns... the Gearsmoke that was rocketing towards Alcanstar, filled with three Pyronite bombs. They managed to find one bomb hidden in the lair of a uh... I believe in you. Oba cow. It was a ketobalposs. No, kettle? kettle
1: it's a corpse. It's a corpse we shot. It's and told dead God. now.
0: A disgusting, like large, stinky cow creature that for some inex- inexplicable reason had a bomb stuffed in its cage that has now been deactivated thanks to some fancy work by Anita. And as the episode came to a close, you heard over the loudspeakers that there is going to be a opening s- cruise celebration on the decks above you, and all guests are being summoned to the open-air gambling floor on the mid-deck of the Gearsmoke. And you guys are still here, the rotting, disgusting, stinky corpse lying on the opposite end of the room, but that's where we pick up tonight. One small point of clarification, I believe... I had told you last week that one of the people that was on the boat was named Parsis. I got my my cronies mixed up. It's actually the ship you guys know is owned by the Nexian wizard named Ibriam, Not Parsis, who was the Geb necromancer who told you about this diabolical plan. If it makes a difference. to you. That being said, changes everything, Steve changes everything. No, no. That being said the the camera picks up and fades in you guys look well rested you guys have passed yourself up it's time to uh go find more bombs and deal with them what is your guys's plan
2: right so we're going to see the elephant right
0: yeah yeah there's a couple of great things and there's also a uh a giant there is a door like here that leads like in and out of the room so one thing I'll say is, as you see from the inside It looks like it's been completely smashed as this thing thrashed around the room and it's actually bent like the metal door against the frame that makes it look like it's pretty wedged and stuck which means this room probably seems like fairly secluded from the rest of the ship because people can't get in very easily unless they're venting like you guys are so as as you guys sort of crawl back into the vents into this network this complex network of vents uh where's your destination
1: I think the the room where the elephant was because you would said something about how the elephant was going like up to be part of the like presentation or what have you
0: as you kind of crawl through the vents still down here in the bowels of the ship you kind of come into this room there's three vents which you guys can kind of see like here here and here so you can position yourselves amongst those vents however you want but as you're kind of coming into this room like crawling through you hear the the voices of workers um calling down from below and it sounds like there is a handful probably about three or so engineers in this room down here that seem to be trying to fix um a problem it sounds like there's some sort of stuck gear and they're they're debating how to how the best fix the problem
1: Is it possible to, from the point of view of the greats, can we look around the room and see if there might be a precarious bit of pyranite jammed somewhere that somehow these guys haven't noticed?
0: Yeah, why don't you go ahead and give me a perception check. Okie dokie.
3: From her um, perch up in the vent, can Anita try and figure out what the engineers are figuring out?
0: why don't you give me either some sort of lore check or just a crafting if you don't have a lore you think is more applicable So as you scan the room down here uh saruk you notice that this is another cargo hold similar to where the customers and where you guys were brought in on the luggage in contrast to that this seems to be more focused on uh, ship resources and ship supplies there is tons of crates stacked any number of which could be filled to the brim with Pyronite, but they're all sealed shut from where you are. It's hard to tell. The thing that you notice the most is right in the dead center of the room, there is basically like four pillars that run straight up in the room. And there's this like weird metal platform with a giant blanket thrown over it uh, that's, that's dominating the center space of this room. And every so often you hear that similar elephant noise that you heard on your recording coming from that, like, blue tarp in the center of the room. Unfortunately, there's nothing, no apparent source of pyronite that seems to be visible. And then, Anita, uh, it sounds like they there is, they're talking about, like, a lifting mechanism, and there's a single gear that has a broken spoke, and, like, every time it, like, starts rotating, it sort of loses, and then the, the like, lift sort of like slams back down so they're trying to find a replacement gear. They've been told they have about 3 minutes before this thing needs to be up on deck and they're just trying to get this repaired in time for that to happen. You can hear all this from the vents coming up.
3: All right, shall we wait for for the for the lift of for the lift to go up and then we'll go in or
1: yeah let's i have a hunch and Cirque's gonna scoot to the i'm gonna call it the paddle room but i know that's not the term but i'm sure steve knows what i'm talking about the room where the paddles that are moving the boat are
0: here and this ship they refer to it as the engine room
1: oh fair enough is the engine really also located there fair enough
0: yeah and if you move back if as you move back here you can see that the large engine that turns the cranks and the the paddles is all like contained in this back room
1: second verse same as the first i want to see if dawn's on me if you're trying to blow up and or maybe disable it well i forget they want to run the ship into the center of town to do egregious harm with it they probably don't want to disable it but here's a perception check anyway might there be a bomb in here
0: of scanning from up in the high like vent situation it doesn't appear to be any immediate pyronite there's actually not a lot hidden in this room there's a staircase that leads up from here and the large engine and like two very large clockwork crankshafts with this huge chain that kind of dangerously just streams through the room at high speeds and these workers are moving within feet of this thing and like any one of them could easily get caught and pulled to their death but no signs of Pyronite, at least here in the engine room.
1: These steampunk shenanigans are a violation of ocean. Sterk's going to back his way back to where the rest of the team is.
0: Um, so you guys are just willing to wait for them to, to get the lift fixed and clear out, right?
1: Yeah, unless anybody has any other ideas.
4: We think they're going to be able to fix it?
3: Well, it, based on what we heard... Based on what I saw, I don't think they could. However, they are expected to lift that thing up like right away. So one of my worries is actually if they don't get it up right away, that one of maybe like the authority figures is gonna come down and just like whip them back into shape.
0: Sounds at this time, you know, like they have located the replacement gear and they're just getting it into place. It sounds like they're listening up the shaft board for something and then one of them says that's the signal and like one of them on the side like pulls this giant like lever type thing the uh the gear start like k- 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 like turning and cranking and the gear that they replaced it with holds and the whole platform with the blue tarp and the elephant and everything just goes straight up and uh, immediately they all sort of like dripping in sweat watch it go up and then uh they celebrate as then they say you know let's 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 take that break of ours. And they all sort of leave out the north side of the room and all the crew members uh just there. Leaving it an empty cargo hold.
4: Go take a look around. Maybe, maybe there's something in one of these boxes, that big barrel or something.
0: Yeah. So you guys easily descend from the vents. And I will just say that at this point, you sort of come down like it's still trying to be quiet just in case there's people around. But there's a loud racket coming from the next room that that masks a lot of the, the sounds here. And you find yourselves in the cargo hold number three. So we are in a sort of exploration phase. What is your uh, exploration activities at this time?
1: Uh, search for bomb, whatever that search. one is.
0: Search yep. for bomb. So seek, seek action from Saruk. Seek I think action. I'll be scouting. Oh. Scouting. So OK. Near the door, maybe holding it closed. Listening for potential uh, intruders coming in.
3: Seeking for any valuable items.
0: Okay. <laughs> Give me a, a seek action uh, for Anita and uh, for Reficule. Uh, avoiding notice. So Reficule is positioning itself to avoid notice. Okay. You know, Saru and Anita spend about 10 minutes like looking through like the suspiciously large rounded crates looking for anything. Well, Saru's looking for anything Explosive, and Anita's looking for anything valuable. So um, as you, you go through a couple of the, the things that look most suspicious to you, Saruk, you end up not finding any sign, at least in this 10 minutes of searching, of being any Pyronite whatsoever. It seems to be just very standard kitchen supplies and playing cards and poker chips. There's even... A crate of bed linens and pillowcases that are nice, brand new and stored down here. It looks suspiciously like they've been covered in so much dust that the crate itself to the to the point where you can like basically like you have to wipe the dust clear to read what the box is labeled as, which is kind of weird because the rest of the ship looks pretty new, but nothing that looks dangerous to your eyes. Um, Anita, as you search for anything valuable, you find near where the workers had been uh, working on the gear. Um, some of them left their, uh, like, sort of a bag of tools that they had. Um, so I'll go ahead and reveal this sort of treasure Ooh. pile, which contains a set of glassblower's tools and... Thunderstone. A greater Thunderstone. Sweet. Hal's listening to the door... at this point, it doesn't sound like anyone is approaching and Reficul is just hiding. So that 10 minutes sort of passes by. We're in the next sort of 10 minute block. What are you guys doing?
1: And meanwhile, above us, the elephant is still elephanting, I presume.
0: Yeah, it's hard to hear because it's like two levels above you guys at this point. You're looking from the bottom of the platform. This metal thing has been lifted using the four pillars. They seem to run right up the center of the ship. You're seeing the bottom of this metal platform that's two stories above you so you you hear sort of the trumpeting of the elephant every so often and about like five or so minutes into this block of time there is like a loud like applause and cheer and it sounds like whoever the guests are up above you are having a pretty good time and cheering and clapping and like some loud dance music starts playing up there as well sounds like there's a pretty good party going on up above you
1: That must be where I heard that dance party after that great recap of our adventures. (laughs) Okay, so... Lest we just randomly, room by room, desperately digging through people's linens, trying to find explosives. Trying to think, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think. Steve, how do you feel about a bomb, lore Check? Or like a where best to place the explosives. See if we can't narrow this down a little bit.
0: Yeah, that sounds reasonable. I'll take a bomb lore check.
1: Don't anyone question why I have this? Because you're the bomb. Oh, I know. Question marks.
0: You start running through the calculations of where the best place for the bomb is, knowing the first bomb was placed in the sort of under deck, especially on the backside of the ship or the front side of the ship, sorry. The main reason somebody would have three bombs on a ship is A, for redundancy in case some were disabled, but B, coverage, right? You'd want to split the bombs up as as much as possible so that when they all go off, your blast radius is minimized the overlapping, right, to send the explosion out. If you were to place the bomb that you wanted to kill the most people as possible and get the most explosion as possible, it probably would be placed right in the center of a room like this. And as your eyes like look up towards the platform that's been raised onto the deck, you start to realize that if you're going to hide an explosive in plain sight, you'd probably put it inside a mechanical elephant.
1: My Are
2: we ever going to see this bloody elephant?
1: Sooner than you think. They probably put the bomb inside of it. We should... I am shouting full... Of them. There's an engine right there. I am shouting full bore with a bunch of people in the next room over. Oops. Let's clamber back up into the vents when the elephant comes down.
4: In the elephant.
1: It's not a real elephant.
4: Maybe they put it in his trunk. I swear to...
3: Like, why, birds? <laughs> ceremoniously like, inside Wybert. the vents. Done with Ooh. you all that makes sense
1: daddy saruk is done with your shit
0: <laughs> if assuming you guys are all venting again where is the uh, plan to go this time
3: to the bull i mean the elephant oh there's gonna be a lot of people alright what's the plan there because there's gonna be a lot of people
2: alright let's talk about the elephant in the room
3: the elephant's not in the room Ruffy. that's the problem why are you the way that you are alright what about the elephant in the room
1: Glances over to
3: Ruffy. Tell us all about the elephant in the room. I
1: don't
2: know. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. That's what I've been trying to tell you.
1: And we sit here and we wait for the party to end. And then they'll put it back. And when they don't have a bunch of people trying to fix the gears, we can take it from there.
3: All right.
2: So right. We're missing the party, too.
4: There's a way up in the vents. Like three three levels, right? We can go up to the next level. while people are all running around doing their fancy stuff. We can go into the different rooms.
3: Would it help too if maybe like we tinkered a bit with the engines, and like stalled it, stalled the ship going into the city a little bit more?
1: Anita, you're a genius.
3: I don't know. Is that sarcasm?
1: No, I mean it. If this all goes catastrophically wrong, but the ship can't move, that's that's exactly yeah. Let's. If you two want to go poke your heads up there and see if you can't find anything else, Anita and I can see to the engine.
2: We're dealing with professionals here. I'm sure they've rigged the bombs to the speed of the boat that if we go under <laughs> 45 knots.
1: Isn't 45 knots like egregious? <laughs> that's How fast <laughs> is 45 <laughs> knots? Google search.
0: Galarian knots. Galarian knots.
1: Oh, that's like 51 miles per hour. That's, not...
0: that's fast. On the on water? water?
1: <laughs> just take the water interstate it's not weird That's speed the water five.
0: so yeah anita the um the ge- like you know just taking a quick peek at the like engine um it doesn't look like it even has the bare minimum of protection it's just like an open engine with a chain that runs through it with the clockwork gears it looks like yes you would absolutely be able to disable it if you could get in there it wouldn't be that hard to disable. The problem seems to be the, mainly that there's an active engine crew that is stationed here. Mm. So the question is how, what do you do with the crew? I mean, yeah, that's an option, Ruffy. I'm just saying like this this room is not abandoned for sure. Unlike the other rooms you've been in so far. so.
3: They seem to be a problem, Saruk. Like we could stall this as many times as we could, but their job is literally to keep the ship running.
1: Yeah. Is there some way to do it?
3: Surreptitiously is
1: the wrong word, but... Could you rig it to fail in a certain amount of time, maybe? Say, like, when this lot has gone to bed, you come back, set the engine to fail in eight hours-ish.
3: How much longer do we have until we get to the city?
0: If and where you guys boarded the boat, probably in the neighborhood of two days.
3: Oh, all right. Yeah, we have a lot of time. Yes, of course. I I think I can do that.
1: Can we just circle back here when they go to bed?
3: All right. But yes, that's definitely a plan.
1: Well, let's see what we can't find. Saruk, like, leans his head up and, like, lightly ting-tings on the ceiling. And when the elephant comes down, then we'll deal with that then. All
4: right, let's go. As we head back into the vents and go up to the next level just go to the next level
1: mm-hmm.
4: I mean we're we're at the front of the boat and at the back of the boat I'm assuming because there's water there and the other room at the front was circular I mean I don't know if it went further and he points back
0: towards the stinky cow from here uh you you can climb up now the vents don't have any sort of like ladders built in they're not really gen built for you know for actual like traversing like this so it's it's a bit trickier to go between levels than it is to go on the same level. But I will um, absolutely allow you to sort of you're you're doing that thing where you're like shimming up the sides and sort of like pressing your weight and like pushing yourself up. It takes considerably more time to travel between levels is generally what I'm saying.
1: I think it goes faster if we play America's favorite game past the grappling gun back and forth until we're all up.
0: Ooh, the grappling gun. Well, that's that's actually interesting. Yeah, that that could work. So yeah, you guys are able to to sort of grapple your way up into the vents, um, and as you get to the second floor, the second story, which we'll refer to as the passenger deck, as you you're you're looking down the vents, and you guys realize that basically you are all staring like right over individual rooms. Mm-hmm. So you find yourselves all looking down at rows and rows of passenger ships. But um, at this point, because it sounds like most people are probably on one more floor up enjoying the party. These rooms appear to be every room that you guys are looking at right now is at least empty.
1: Well, I suppose the plan is to scramble until we find a room that is bigger than somebody's bedroom. And then go from there.
0: I will say you guys sort of scramble along the edge following the vents this way until as you sort of move towards the front of the ship, you see the room does open up into a smoking room of sorts, and the like the scent of like cigar smoke wafts in from the air up into your nostrils mixed with a tinge of disgusting stinky cow residue that's still flowing through the vents from below which has lessened a bit since you killed it, uh, mixed with burning incense that is attempting to mask the smell, but is instead making a new, almost more disgusting scent and aroma that causes you to stifle a gag. As you're here, though, and as you're looking down into the vents, you do catch one group of people hanging out in in the smoking lounge, enjoying their cigars. Saruk and Ruffy, it is none other than Gim Thrak and two shield marshals kick back enjoying their cigars.
1: I remember from the last time I saw him in the montage that I have to stay focused on the mission, and so that is what I'm going to do. What is this?
2: Just saying once again, we've got a lot of Pyronite.
1: That's the problem.
0: Yeah, it's it's actually a giant harp that sort of bolted into the ground that can be uh play me like there could be a live musician playing like very like harp music here it's currently unmanned but there is a giant oversized harp
1: interesting well there's certainly one of the keys but is there leaving pirate in a smoking room is of the stupidest idea i've ever heard in my life
0: <laughs> there's not a lot in terms of places to hide a bomb that you at least readily apparent.
1: Yeah,
3: I'm gonna take time. I wonder if, like, Gimfrak would have one of the keys for the bombs. Almost no, certainly.
1: Yeah.
2: It might be worth the key then.
0: Yeah, as you scan the room, Saruk, uh, unless they've managed to somehow create the Pyronite bomb small enough to fit in the cushions of the sofas, you're pretty sure there's no bomb in the smoking room.
3: Like, what if... What if, like... I use a smoke stick and then just drop it while we're here in the vents, and then one of us could like get down, look into Gimfrak's like trousers, and see if he has the key there.
1: You're feeling very brave, this whatever time in universe it is right now.
3: No, it's either a key or we like pray to my jaguar or the Lady of Rye that I don't like blow us all up if I do try and disable another bomb.
4: Do any of these shield marshals look familiar?
0: Why don't you give me a perception check out? Between the incense and the cigar smoke and through the vents, it's hard to make out actual faces necessarily, but we'll see if you can possibly point to. Yeah, it's um, the angle that you have on them. It's hard to see from the back of their head no one that like immediately stands out as any person of importance to you at least oh do we press on to a different location or do we smoke bomb and check anthrax pockets
1: (laughs) who's blowing sick vapes in here somebody just goes down and pulls the fucking keys and runs (laughs) oh
2: god you know my vote.
1: i know we got to stay focused. We can take him out now. And then they find the bodies or the lack of. It becomes problematic. I don't want to have to babysit him until I'm ready to take him back to Motokali. We should. And Cirque's is going to. Presuming the ship functions on similar logic, if we go yonder, there should be a big room at the very back.
0: You want to check the back side of the ship yeah. instead? For sure. Yeah. I'll move you guys uh, down that way. So uh, leaving the ominous Gimthrak behind, you kind of crawl back towards the other end of the ship, past all of the, you know, all these rooms seem mostly occupied. You can see like luggage and people that have set up. But uh, since it's early in the excursion, it's, they're not sleeping yet. They're out dancing, having fun. At the back room, much to uh, what you expect, you do find a big open room. And this case it's a long buffet set up in what appears to be a dining hall we found the cruise ship uh, buffet a long buffet table like stands against the wall there's like five dining tables with space for people to do there's not a lot of food out right now but occasionally you see like coming through like the doors servers waiters uh, chefs are like kind of coming in and getting this room prepared for meal service at least
1: and then back here is, is that just like a whole, like a wall that cuts off into nothing or?
0: Yeah, it's hard to see from, from the vent necessarily what it is. But yeah, it just appears to be sort of dead space. The wall just sort of solidly cuts into this weird shape. Based on, on what you know is below, this is probably a cutout where the giant oversized paddles are just on the other side of the wall. And the, the, which is pushing the boat. Uh, there is um, a set a nice uh, set of, like staircase on either end of the dining hall that goes up and from here the loud rambunctious music and dance party is raging even louder seems like you're just right down from under the party Yeah, you just walk if you went there you'd be walking right up into the party
1: A different character maybe stay focused is there a bomb in the kitchen yeah, I finally rolled well
0: yeah, um, there's no visible bomb in the that, that immediately stands out. And again, there's not a lot of room. I, I guess the one place that maybe could have a bomb would be tucked beneath the buffet table. There could be a bomb built into that long table, but it doesn't seem to fit the dimensions of the last bomb. It, you, you feel pretty confident this room is clear.
1: Clear. And then I'm just going to keep. I guess make a like a lap around the place go through this like this side of the ship go up starboard side
4: is this area the back of the ship like outside
0: that is the back of the ship and the outside where the gears are sort of pushing the ship uh, the vents sort of end right here so there's no way to vent any further back but you could drop out of the vents to carry around if you'd like
1: uh, sirk's gonna no he's really bad at sneaking and stay in the vents
0: And from where you guys are, directly up to where the party is, there's no vents that go straight up. All the vents that go up are towards the front half of the ship as well.
1: That tracks. Okay, do the vents go this way?
0: There is a big open space in the middle of the ship, like on the other side of the dining room wall, and you see the workers going in and out from there, which tells you that the kitchen is probably that way but there's no vent to the kitchen.
1: Huh. Here's something. They don't eat onions in Alkenstar. That sounds fucking miserable. Uh, well, shit. If we want to go in the kitchen, we have to go in the kitchen down.
4: Let's check the other side. Mm. We can always come back here and then have a look. Insert nods and begins crawling down the other side.
0: Mostly just mirrors what you saw on the other side of the ship, which is to say a bunch of uh, individual rooms. Mm. Each appears locked. About three quarters of them are um, are filled. And then, you know, here at the end of the hall, there's um, a small hallway that wasn't, or sorry, a staircase that goes up. Actually, this this stairwell that you're looking at here goes down to like the underbelly where you guys came up from. And it appears to be like a staff only stairwell.
1: And then this vent here goes up.
0: Yeah, from here and like this half of the ship where all the passengers rooms are, there are like ways to get up higher. I'll just show you like more and more. Like everywhere you crawl around, you spend like a good part of time crawling around. You can see more and more of the same sort of doors, passenger rooms and staircases that go down to the underbelly of the ship. So, at a quick cursory glance, it doesn't appear to be any bombs hidden on this level. Other than the dining room, which you haven't been able to check yet.
1: We were told three. Mm-hmm. So, there was one in the, the room, one that's presumably in the elephant, and third...
0: That roll, using the role that you had earlier, if there was a third bomb... They would keep it somewhere close and secure and safe. They'd have one that was under their direct supervision. So, assuming that like Lovelace, Ibram, the rest of the people are here on this ship somewhere, they probably have it in their quarters or close to them at least. And last but
1: not least is the captain's quarters. Assuming Lovelace isn't just keeping it in her backpack.
0: And and as you hear some of the workers that go around like having chat. You do realize that, like, a lot of these people have probably been on the ship, have seen stuff. You know, there could be some social engineering possibilities to talk to people to find clues or what they've seen, assuming you could win them over there, win them over with your wit and charm.
1: I think I'd rather chance the bad rolls on us blowing ourselves sky high as opposed (laughs) to fucking up the social situation. On the presumption that these vents go up, Surk is going to start upping.
0: Yeah, we can go. We can go up up one more level.
3: I can't see.
1: It's because we're in the vent. There's nothing to see.
3: No, I'm stuck here on, like, the second floor.
1: It's because you're in the vent on the second floor. You shouldn't have forced Wybert to...
3: Oh, I'm here.
0: Yeah, so moving up to the next level. The rooms here look much more spacious and less cramped. It's like you've moved from coach to what appears to be sort of the vip section of the ship and from here looking down uh this room in particular seems to be the captain's there's like a big decorative like thing over the the giant master bed that says like you know a captain's home is where his or lives or something nonsensical to that effect you have access to the same floor plan at least so i assume you're going to follow the same mytho- mythology mythology of like let's check the ends of the ships and look for big open rooms and see what we can find
1: We'll follow the same mythology, checking every room, just like Sargon or somebody.
0: Yep. So this room here um, opens up into a large dining hall uh, similar to the one downstairs. Instead of a buffet that is sort of manned for the coach passengers, uh, this VIP dining hall seems to be set with a very nice aesthetic. A large wooden dining table standing in the middle of the hall. There's like a giant crystal chandelier. And the the room has this weird sort of lifelike glass statues that are poised around the outside looking in at it. And sort of sitting at the table, there's this like womanly feminine figure sort of sitting almost like bored at the head of this dining hall and these weird crystal-like They look like they are shaped like humans or clockworks, but they're made entirely of glass. And they're all sort of sat motionless around the table as well.
1: Well, for like the 17th time today, (laughs) here we go. I'm going to make a perception check.
3: All right, cool. I was going to ask if I could, like, stay a couple more minutes just to look at the pretty lady.
0: (laughs) Oh, Nina. (laughs) Why don't you give me a perception check as you check out the pretty lady for anita again saru small possibility that each one of these creatures could be stuffed with pyronite uh, this possibility that these four creatures around the table are indeed containing a bomb similar to the elephant that you know exists but there's no signs of any like this it's a pretty wide open room unless the bomb is like hidden under the table where someone might accidentally stumble across it you're pretty sure there's no bomb in this room and anita as you're staring at the lady uh you can see oddly uh she's kind of has this like hood thing and as you're staring at her this sort of snake-like creature sort of slithers out from under her like hood and like lifts out and you realize she's got snakes hiding under her like coat and as it like pulls out and lifts you see it has um kind of caught on the snake's head She's wearing a necklace with a key on the end of it, and she sort of like smacks the snake head and tucks the key back in her shirt. But she has snakes for hair and she uh, she's wearing a key around her neck.
3: The pretty lady has a key around her neck.
1: Saruku is intently like glancing up and down the glass things, trying to see if there's anything Pyronite adjacent in them. So that's the second one.
2: How many times have we talked about this? Their eyes are up here.
3: Oh, no, I was following the snake. The snake went down.
0: No, yeah. No sign of a bomb, but you have another beat on a potential key.
1: Is it still loud enough, like, on this deck in, in a hypothetical universe in which we were to shout Leroy Jenkins, kick the vents out, fall down into this room, guns blazing with the... Partygoers hear
0: us or the party itself is pretty loud and is taking place on the other side of the ship. And I think you would have enough cover under the loud music playing to not necessarily be heard by where the majority of people are. Um, But it is quiet enough around here that if there's anyone in the adjacent rooms, you know, you may end up actually drawing a little bit of unwanted attention. But I will add to that as you you have access to the vents and as you scope out the rooms nearby, they're all they're all emptied for the sort of kickoff party. This lady appears as isolated as you could hope to get.
1: Mm-hmm. Mr. Rook's gonna just keep bopping room to room trying to find like a captain's quarters. Or...
0: Yeah, you started so this room that you were in was definitely the captain's quarters that you already saw. There's another room sort of here that uh, leads uh, upwards. And then uh, down here, there looks like more like sort of. I don't know about captain's quarters, but crew quarters, service quarters is where like most of the crew probably lives and spends their their time and day. And then what was this? If you were to quantify it, it's probably like the first mate's cabin. It's not quite as luxurious as the captain's cabin. But the first mate would have their own living space here as well. Got it.
1: It just seemed to be full of like arcane bric-a-brac.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely is more full than some of the other rooms. It definitely has rich furnishing. There's like crumbled clothing. It doesn't look like necessarily arcane stuff, but just clutter, crumpled clothing, piles of dirty laundry, trash, like fast food containers, a stack of like Mountain Dew bottles that hopefully are filled with Mountain Dew.
1: Gross. Uh, uh. (laughs) I hate that I'm going into the neckbeard nest but is there does it look like there's anything like a journal or missives notes anything in the space
0: it definitely looks I would say it looks possible from up in the vent without getting a closer look there is like a lot of crumpled papers whether there's like an active journal that he keeps hidden in his drawer or something there's not just one laying out I'll say But it might be in his drawer or under his bed or something like that.
1: I think before we descend into the disgusting, Serk's going to circle back. Let's pop into the captain's quarters, see if we can find something written down. Must we just be poking our heads in rooms randomly all night?
0: Yeah, the rooms that are on this side are um, what appears to be like VIP suites in a way like these rooms are much nicer much wealthier they got like their own suite set up and um for just a moment as you pass by one of the vents uh you catch a slight glimpse leaving the room anita Mm -hmm. what you swore looked just like Maeve
3: in one of the rooms
0: it looked like she was in one of these rooms it almost looked like as you were like coming by the vent She was in the middle of leaving out of the room and she, like, closed the door and, like, locked it behind her.
3: Anita starts going like this to Refy. Refy! Refy! What? 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 Did you see that? I think it's Maeve.
2: Maeve, no, no, she's working on a boat.
3: We are on a boat, you silly.
2: Right. Could have been Maeve.
3: She was walking out of the door. You think Mm. she was here with someone? Now I feel like I'm cheating. Because I was looking at that pretty lady.
1: Saruk shrugs and polyamory.
2: Ah, uh, so I guess blowing up the boat's out of the question now, right? Uh,
3: no, not... You want to blow up the boat with us in here?
2: No, not, hopefully we're not in the boat, but I'm saying before it gets to the city.
3: Ah, oh, I see what you mean. But yes, no, that's out of the question. If who I saw was Mave, then yes, that is out of the question. Unless we could get her out, too.
4: You
1: think she has any info?
3: Probably. She's very She's very social. She used to be a dancer. I'm not sure if that's the same uh, job she has right now. And we were mm-hmm. just, like,
1: over her room. Is that right? Or is she just, like, just kind of, like, caught a glimpse of her? Mm-hmm.
0: Caught, like, just sl- as she was leaving, just a m- moment glimpse that caused her to think she saw Maeve. Not even 100% sure, but it, you're pretty sure. Isn't it?
2: If Annie knows anyone's backside, it'd be Maeve.
3: That's true. Because she kept walking away from me, so, I mean, it's very familiar. You
2: sweet summer yeah. child. You hated to see her go, but you love to watch her leave.
0: She was definitely leaving towards these main hallways that kind of feed out towards the, the back end of the ship. And I will say, up here on this level, This is as far back as the vents go. The entire back half of the ship, there's no vents that go back that way anymore.
3: I wouldn't doubt Maeve would know at least something about the rich folk that are here right now. Something to put a pin on if we see her.
0: Yeah, the only other thing I suppose worth pointing out is all these rooms are currently empty except for one that, and it's this bedroom here, there are three more like glass-like creatures, standing guard, motionless in this room.
1: If only I didn't fuck up the winder's ring. So you're just going to make his way back to the captain's quarters and see if he can't find like a journal or something.
3: You know, maybe try and look for like a key.
0: No problem. So you guys are able to drop down into the captain's quarters. Yeah, why don't you guys go ahead and just give me the uh, the perception checks here.
3: How's that?
1: Can I roll higher than a fucking two tonight? Oh, yes. Yes, I can.
0: Underneath her bed, you do find a small locked foot locker chest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you're able to pull it out from under the bed and set on it. It is locked, but we'll take some, you know, some good old fashioned thieving to get into it. But that's that definitely has some valuables to it. Saruk, sitting, sitting out on the open table is her personal sort of journal and diary. And as you kind of, like, give it a glance, just, you know, it would take a long time to peruse the whole thing, but just at a glance, you can see that she, she hates her job. The captain feels way overqualified to be a pleasure cruise ship captain. But in these hard times, this was the best paying job she should get. And for some reason you know, the the ship owner's willing to overpay her, so she's not questioning it, she's just cashing in and going through the motions.
3: Raffi, can I get your assistance?
2: Right, sure, what do you need me to do?
3: So there's this box, and I need you to open it. Please.
2: Right, let me give it a crack. And I will try to open the box.
0: Yep, go ahead, give me a thievery check. Thievery. 26. (laughs) 26. Okay. Yeah, so you're able to basically finagle the chest open, pop the lock open without much issue. You guys are pretty high level. It's just a normal standard lock. And uh, you you go ahead and pop open this, this chest, which is full of a bunch of her personal savings, including like 100 plus gold pieces, a bullet that's carved with some sort of weird... Magical uh, explosive powder in it, and a uh, a weird coin. But I think I think as as you guys loot that, I'll let you guys help yourself to those things, including the vanishing coin, which is a magical sort of trinket you could uh, get.
3: I think I could use
0: this. Huh? No, only possible. Uh, I think I think since we've been playing for a decent amount of time, let's let's take a quick break and 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 rest and stretch our legs and come back and close out episode as Saruk just like turns his head to the, th- the the captain thievering and uh moves on up
1: real team players in Pathfinder 2nd edition turn a blind eye
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean the, the real question is your heart it, it doesn't I guess from your perspective reading the diary you don't really know but it doesn't seem like she's necessarily crying she's not in this for the crime or anything she's just she's just trying to make a buck yeah she's trying to make a buck and uh, I, I think probably too, this would be a good time to give a little bit of information, which is to say that she has complaints that the uh, like Angelique Lovelace and her shield marshals have like kind of graciously offered to provide their security services free of charge during this leg of the, the pleasure boat excursion. And they are currently inhabiting the entire top half of the ship and are not letting anyone, including crew members, into that area. Uh, the captain and her first mate are the only people on the ship authorized to go in. And she complains that they they basically scratched up the wood because they were carting such heavy things into that part of the ship.
1: Which is where we are currently.
0: One above where you are.
1: I see. So the ship has five levels total.
0: Uh, there's the cargo hold, the passenger deck, the mid-deck where you are now, and there's a top deck as well. I see. The vents don't go higher than this level, so there's no vents to the top deck.
4: Of course there's not.
0: Of course there's not.
4: Heck! Well, we got to check the kitchen, and then
0: top side. Top side, yeah. All right, so we'll do that when we get back. In the meantime, take this, take a chance to support here at Recall Knowledge. You can head on over to twitch.tv slash Recall Knowledge to give us a follow if you're not already. Uh, follow us on YouTube.com slash Recall Knowledge. Patreon.com slash Recall Knowledge. Basically, search Recall Knowledge in almost all places. And you'll find us, generally speaking. Uh, including, check out the podcast. Because we we've got a podcast that releases. And uh, it's getting some steam. So download it. Listen to our uh, our show on your, your commute. Help it pass by a little easier. We don't even advertise that enough. But uh, where's, where's the podcast? You just search Recall Knowledge on most major podcasts. Like, like services Apple, you'll Apple find there. Apple
4: Podcasts, right? Google Podcasts, um, anywhere you can find your podcasts, we should be
0: there. It goes back to the previous advice. Just search Recall Knowledge and find us on things. We're gonna uh, <laughs> be back in about ten more minutes to, to finish out tonight's show, so don't go anywhere and uh, yeah, stretch your legs and, and let's see if we can find this last
1: In ten oh. minutes, the story ends as it begins with Saruk in the kitchen making fucking bread let's go
0: <laughs> full circle right we've come full just circle
1: kicks down the door you fucked it up you fucking donkey and just switch entirely to what's his <laughs> for the rest of the adventure
0: we're a cooking simulator now all right we'll be back in 10 minutes don't go anywhere and we are back welcome to the last second sorry the second half of the episode as we watch saruk just Turn away at the last moment before Ruffy pops up in a lock, and Anita like dumps the contents in the Wyber's trunk. The real question now is: you've gotten a pretty good sense of layout. Everywhere you have access to has been shared with you in some level, but really, it's going to be up to you guys to make the next move. So I will pass the control of the narrative back to you. Where do we? Where do we go from here? Like, do we? wait for the elephant
4: to come down i know you want to see it but it's at not, the party it's not real
3: well there's we have a couple of options we know where one key is we know where another bomb is i'm not i'm, I'm not sure if sir said that like the other bomb would be in a place where loveless would be
1: the other bomb is probably somewhere that Loveless would be. That makes sense. <laughs> there I said it. Uh-huh.
3: And we have it in good authority that like maybe but we have the location of the other bomb, kind of. And Maves here. So we have a lot of options. Just have to choose. We could keep searching, but honestly, my knees are starting to hurt. And I'm running out of WD-40 for Wybert's joints. And your joint. Yeah, we're we're having to share it now. I've been hearing coins ever since I got into the captain's quarters. And it's making me, like, want to just sniff at Not sniff at everything, but, like, look at everything. (laughs) Like, I know. Steal, sorry, Saruk. It makes me want to, like, look into people's private inventories and, like, take it
1: you say in Skyrim.
3: <laughs> well, we could get the key off of the pretty lady while we wait for the elephant to go down.
4: Are you just going to ask her for it? Mm,
3: I don't know. I've read something in the library once about a woman that has snakes for her hair. And like it, they typically turn people into stone. Then again, that's a myth. That's just my assumption on Greek mythology. What's Greek mythology? I'm rolling a recall knowledge. This is out of hand. Yep.
0: So <laughs> it would be a, it would be a society check unless you have a more applicable lore.
3: Oh, I have academia lore
0: here. Though. Academia lore. We'll take that.
3: The library. That's why I said the library.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. Question marks. let you, f- like, Anita fails to recall any specific details about these things other than, yeah, you're you pretty sure you remember reading it in, like, fiction and not so much reality. Like you said, it's probably just a myth. Saruk, you do recall tales of such things which are you know, known as Medusas, which have, you know, snake skin hairs. Uh, but in your... In your recall knowledge uh, they are definitely real they're definitely legit and they can definitely turn you to stone if you basically look at them uh mm, similar the time, creatures the time dog mm-hmm.
1: does that explain the like uh, there are a bunch of glass statues of people that are standing around in the room might i think that this medusa oh. is like classifying people or...
0: it's possible right with with you've never heard of such things but usually a telltale sign of like a medusa's lair is stones st- statues of people like past victims that are kind of kept on display as like trophies uh and yeah you didn't see any stone statues but you did see glass statues so there's some part of you that thinks that they may you know there, you may be dealing with a sort of unique medusa or you know given that there's all these glass clockwork creatures also abound the ship maybe maybe they just got like a uh, fascination with glass
1: I'm just imagining angles from which a Medusa's gaze attack could bounce off of from all I think the cradle of quartz has taught me things that are not helpful here I'm just going through my so presumably the Catablopus, the bomb in their cage I'm going to guess Gimthrak has that key the Medusa probably has the elephant's key we can take it from her if they find her body that becomes problematic if we want to stay quiet for the rest of this
0: to uh Just one more tidbit of information off your recall knowledge. With Medusas, like, basically, just ending your turn in visual sight of one can trigger an aura effect, which means, you know, similar to the time dog, you want to not be able to see her if you want to avoid that effect. But even in that situation, besides just the passive effect, Medusas have the ability to sort of, like, do, like, a focused gaze kind of on you and, like, pick you out. So even if you're trying to... Even if you're like averting your gaze, they could sort of try as long as they can make eye contact with you, force themselves to make an even worse effect. So if you're going to be dealing with Medusa, don't don't look at it
1: (laughs) with that in mind and that ability in mind, do I still feel like a smokestick? Like how does that ability interact with the smokestick being down?
0: It's still a visual trait. So the smoke stack would cause the um, the obscuring vision, and you'd probably be good as long as you you know stay within the smoke stack and blind yourself to the Medusa.
1: And I almost bought one of the twenty foot radius smoke sticks. Mm. Damn, I should have done. If you're not feeling confident about disarming the bomb inside the elephant, we can get the key. If we do that, we're going to have to do the rest of this very expediently. If we want to do it quietly. How do you feel, Anita?
3: I feel that I was very lucky uh, on disabling the bomb the other just earlier. I I, I think that there's still a little bit of luck in me. However, I am also unlucky and sometimes the one in a million things hum, happens to me. So if we could do this, this seems a little bit more... Um, like substantial
1: yeah, I'm gonna pass one of my smokesticks over
0: are you guys planning to sort of do like you did against the the, the stink cow kettle kettle bopas, kettle bopas whatever it was called Tommy knows the name just drop from the vents and like surprise them or do you because you know the layout you could also like line up outside the door to the room and sort of kick in the door and go
3: I wonder if there's a way to like aim the smoke sticks from the vents, and then once the smoke sticks have like dispersed, that's when we go down.
1: It's not a horrible idea. We go like you and me go into the vents, put the well. you know, Hal needs to be in the vent because Hal is a melee focused martial and needs to be front and center. Yeah, I feel like we could just drop down from the vents about it. if somebody wants to kick down the door and be cool, far be it from me to steal your thunder. But
3: like, cause if we could obscure her vision from like the beginning, wouldn't that be yeah,
1: that, that's, at, that's probably pages for us.
3: Yeah,
1: Our first turn and or before the combat starts is yeah. smoke smokestick down vent.
0: Yeah, we I, I can I can visualize that and like you guys just like both like drop the smokestick and like now and then kick in and go. Yeah, how would you guys divide yourselves? The two events?
3: I would be in. on opposite sides, sir and I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Wybert will be behind you.
1: Good old Wybert.
3: Beep, beep, boop, bop. Steve, has it been
1: more than an hour since we started the mission, or since the Catablopus the fight, even?
0: Yes, I mean at this point you're probably pushing closer, like two and a half, three hours since you've been on the ship.
1: Chug a lug a lug that inside coffee. Mm.
0: So you guys both have a smoke stick to use, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm assuming you're just gonna. Is, is the 10 foot radius or 10 foot? What is the size of the smoke you guys have?
3: Uh I got a lesser. Yeah. So it's.
0: Oh, so, oh, it's basically a five foot burst from one corner. So you guys going to drop it right under the vent and just drop down into the smoke? Is that the plan?
3: Like, can I try and throw it from the vent?
0: Not from the vent. You'd have to drop from the vent. If you want to, like, come in and, like, throw it across the room, you wouldn't be able to start combat by throwing it, like, dropping the vent, leaning under, tossing it across the room, and then doing that. We could do that, but we would roll initiative with your stealth versus their perception. And if you don't beat... Her perception with stealth you wouldn't have the action to even do that before she notices mm. you right so i'll let you guys drop the smoke sticks from in the vent right underneath okay. and then roll initiative there or you can try to push it and be a little sneakier and put it in a more
1: advantageous, advantageous position, position.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah exactly
1: we pass on the smokesticks back to hal <laughs> scouts charge
4: pop the thing stab
3: what do you think albert
4: I mean, at least we'll find out if it works. If y'all get these most sick, I can jump down there.
0: The room here, because there's no windows to this room, and there's just the sort of, like, there's a couple of burning lanterns near the front door and, like, here over the table. It is actually pretty dimly lit in interior of this, which you would have the ability to sort of sneak around in. Uh, and you could also, you know, theoretically start by, you know, scouts pouncing. So is it just you dropping in at first and everyone else is staying in the vents?
3: For the bomb, yeah. Yeah. Like once the bomb goes, everyone goes down,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. So in that case, we'll, we'll start that off then. I'll start an encounter up. How you can add yourself to initiative and I'll add creatures to the initiative as well. I'm going to... I'm going to have just for now, I'm just going to have um, Hal and the enemies. Okay. Then I'll add you guys in as, as, as needed. So I'm going to start. You can, you can roll stealth house since you're he notice. They are going to uh, roll their uh, sort of uh, perception to see if you're able to drop in the room without being noticed. I guess technically. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even going to set their DC. I'm going to set these. Oh, they got low rolls. Well, some of them did.
1: How Brett, how Brett, how how quick everybody in the cast give Hal too many hero
0: points.
4: (laughs) Um, let me see, I gotta see something first. I got another ability that allows me to get another plus two. Oh, never mind, uh, proficiency, but I guess it would be scouting.
0: Yeah, I think you might be talking about like shadow mark when you're you know, you're trying to help you follow individuals without them noticing you and if you're shadowing a target then they have a penalty to their initiative role
4: yeah I also have a battle build surveyor which gives me a plus two but I'm using perception when I use perception and then I had a plus two for scouting if I'm scouting but I guess I'm avoiding notice yeah
0: yeah in this case you're definitely avoiding notice Because you're trying not to be noticed
4: It doesn't feel like very much
0: I'm gonna reroll that okay Go ahead and re roll that.
3: Yes. Nice. Tire. Yes. Oh my goodness. I was gonna All say, right. Always a
1: stealth mission until it's literally not, but there we go. Stuck the landing.
0: Yep. So, Hal, uh, with 34 initiative, uh, you, you're starting up in the vents. I'm going to count that like sort of a voting notice as you like silently like slide the vent casing off and like slip down into the shadows, into the room. At this point, they haven't. You know notice you but you're starting your your turn out in the open the only reason you really are able to do this is a you beat them in initiative but b you blend in with the shadows which gives you the concealment to even hide in the open so what would you like to do
4: i i can slink automatically if i don't become observed if i'm in dim light or darkness okay applicable yeah
0: yep so you can move through the gloom you get five extra move when you take the sneak action as long as you succeed on your stealth tech and you're in dim light or darkness you are still concealed at the end of your turn yes so normally when you slink and hide you have to like take cover between every sneak action but you don't have that restriction thanks like to your uh heritage
4: and so for two actions i can hide and then sneak twice
0: yeah yep let's do that
4: i can i also have combat climbers so i can climb with one hand and one hand um Ooh. And- so i have the smoke stick in my hand okay and can climb down um so i don't have to pull it out and then i think i'll sneak close to her i guess this was the sneak close to her and then pop the smoke stick i think that was the plan correct Mm -hmm.
0: so sneak allows you to basically make a stealth check against their perception dc when you sneak you move up to half your speed what does it say
4: yeah, my my sneak i, I can sneak twenty feet, twenty five
1: feet. This should be more than enough.
0: Yeah, your speed is how much? Oh yeah, geez, so with that bonus, you can sneak twenty five feet. Yeah, that's a lot. That's like normal movement speed for most characters. <laughs> so go ahead and make that uh that's that a that, uh, sneak check. Let's go. <laughs> oh, oh, talk about good timing. I mean, how this... You you managed to sneak right through the middle of this exquisite dining hall. Completely unnoticed, right? With a natural yes. 20, man. Yes. You can move up to 25 feet with your, your sneak. Crits and chat for that one.
3: Yes. Sir.
4: I will move up to... And then pop the smoke stick, right? Yes. Will you allow me to put it in her pocket?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Reverse
1: pickpocket of
0: I mean, I guess it, it is interesting. So to put something in someone's pocket, it's the opposite of pickpocketing. And there are feats that allow you to do it. So if you really wanted to try to do this, I will allow it. It would definitely be a thievery check. Secondly, technically speaking, smoke sticks are like you twist them and they just create a puff of smoke. It's not like a constant stream oh, okay. of smoke going. But it's funny visually, so I'll allow you to try it if you want it to be centered on her. I'll let you stick it in her pocket. Uh, but it will be a thievery check.
1: You're good at those, right? Right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there, there is a, uh, a feat that allows you to basically do this with a lower DC, so it would be a higher DC to even pull this off. But if you want to try it, I'm not going to stop you from trying it.
1: Like the fail condition is it just goes off in that square instead or like...
0: Right, it would go off that square and she would notice you, right? You wouldn't be undetected at that point.
4: Yeah. Now I think I'll just pop the stick uh, right here since it's just a... Oh,
0: so you pick a corner of your square and then it's five foot radius. So if you pick this corner up here, it would be, you know, Covered her and like this, this kind of 10 foot square. You'd like to do it, pick a different square, i you pick any 10 foot square you want, especially with a natural. No, 20. that's fine. Okay. Sneak. Yeah. That so was sneak, activate action. the smoke stick. Yeah. Yeah, because you mm-hmm. used Fleeting Shadow, which was the two action thing. So, yeah, yeah, I think we are, uh, I think that is the end of your turn. You're still concealed. At this point, with the smoke going off, I think this is the signal for all of you guys. I'll have you guys go ahead and roll initiative now. I just have initiative. You're free to roll, you know, perception if you choose. You could roll stealth if you still would like to. 24 it for you
3: Anita.
1: 29. I forget this is also going out as a podcast. Otherwise, I would have said that out loud more. Oops. Sorry, everyone.
0: The Q... 31 for Refi. Oh, you guys are getting the drop on them.
3: Yes!
0: Yeah, as Hal ends his turn, that's, that's the the signal. Ruffy, you're up next in initiative, even before they have a chance to act. And yeah, luckily, since you are in this concealed condition, Hal, you're not making any sort of a saves against the Medusa Gaze, which isn't really active right now, I knows.
2: We're still in the vents, right? Yes. All right, I would like to... What should I do?
0: Yeah, the the step one would probably be climbing out of the vent unless you're gonna just jump down. All right, I'll climb down. Okay. Uh, give me a, a climb check, which is uh, athletics. <gasps> oh boy! Yeah.
3: Damn, crits in the chat.
0: So yeah, you drop straight down from the vent, uh, which would be like right here. One action to drop down. Uh. It does, without the feet, though, so it does take both hands being free to do that. So you drop down. You have two actions left.
2: Uh, no, because that, that was a free stride. Oh, does that count as a str- stride climb? No. It doesn't count
0: as a stride, unfortunately.
2: I just drop down.
0: <laughs> drop down, like, take like fall damage. Like, but yeah. All right,
2: second action, I'll draw my pistol. Third action, I'm just going to shoot her. Because I don't know anything about Medusa's.
0: She does have the concealed condition, so we'll start with the uh, flat check. Have anything that alters the uh, DC five flat check? Nope. DC five flat check to start. All right, pass the flat check. Roll the attack.
2: Natural twenty, and then
0: an eighteen, and then a two. I'm gonna use a hero point. <laughs> you All right, are. go ahead, go ahead and hero point this. 29. 29 is actually a hit.
3: Oh, nice.
0: All right. 12
2: points damage. He shot himself. 12 him points, points of damage. That's the end
0: of my turn. Thank
1: you. Okay. So, Rook. So, I didn't want to cut off anybody during the, the setup of the encounter, but in the time when we were. Talking about what to do and stuff I'm landing on go ambush the Medusa. I wanted to spend the minute to uh, switch the Loveless lead to the Medusa. Yeah. Yeah, the Loveless lead is one. And then, secondly, when we were up in, I wanted to have out the. I learned so well from whoever the fuck wrote the goddamn cradle of ports. I bought a cat's eye elixir. I only have the one, but. It'll let me get around as long as I'm within 30 feet. I can shoot through the smokestick without taking the downside. But we're not worried about that right now. We're worried about how the fuck I fire a backpack. ballista from inside. No, <laughs> we're worried about the device. <laughs> the stratagem roll. Let me just let me just let me just
0: just like reverse hang from the vents.
1: Don't worry about it. It's the high magic setting or something. I'm going to roll this. Devise the stratagem.
0: Devise that stratagem. Bra.
1: You know what? I hate that. I hate that a lot. I hate that so There'll much. Don't use it. Okay, okay. So then, my first action is I'm gonna drink the cat's eye elixir. Okay. The second action is I- I'm just gonna roll down the vent. Like I'm not trying to climb now. I'm just gonna. Yeah,
0: you're like, just gonna. You're like, just, gonna go. just gonna fall down. Okay. So you could use your reaction to grab the edge and fall down. It would be a stride and your reaction. If you don't want to do that, then this is a 10, essentially a 10 foot drop. So uh, it'd be you would take damage and land prone, but I'll allow a reflex save to avoid landing prone if you search. Okay. Uh, I,
1: mm, I'll just take the athletic check. I guess I wasn't I'm not so great at it. Yeah, try to uh, 21.
0: Yep. DC oh, 20 is all I'm, all, all I'm choosing internally. It's, it's not too crazy of a move. Nice. Okay. So, drop down. Um, first action of second action drop down
1: junger cats I elixir then second action comes down then third action is i guess to just do i feel like the table is a reasonable like barrier to like movement of tokens on the board and stuff
0: i mean it it would definitely be like difficult terrain to move through the table i see can't step into it but you could like Kind of shuffle over it as part of like your movement with difficult terrain
1: i guess the best thing i can probably do is my third action is to stride and i will do so like
0: such okay
1: and that is my turn
0: all right that brings us to Medusa's turn alicia alice alicia I feel like Weird. you gotta hiss yeah.
1: the name. It's important. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it's the TH and the S combined. It's like double S At least. Yeah, yeah, good call on the hiss. Um
1: I knew what they were doing.
0: First action, she gets angry. She sort of like activates her like eyes. Her eyes start to glow. The snakes fly out in like full on ability, and she kinda of turns on this like Medusa gaze aura she has. And she's like pushing at the uh the smoke around her. Does definitely does not like being in it. So she will spend her first action sort of moving out here. Probably move she's gonna move, which will trigger, you know, opportunity attacks or anything that Saruk and Hal might have. I would like to take my opportunity attack. Okay, go ahead Hal.
1: Do you want to put her back here so founder reads flat footed?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. She would be flat footed for this. Also give me the DC5 flat check as well, how?
4: Yep. Let's do a D20. I don't
0: know if you have anything that adjusts that or not. Not that I'm aware of. I know there was talks about like blind fighting and stuff like that. Yep, yep. the flat check passes. I will strike the creature
4: Kopesh
3: nice Woo, nice Whoa, 40 shit. that's
0: a critical hit How?
3: Is she not move
0: it's she not a manipulate action so she still can move yeah when you hit it oh so they're flat-footed to everyone interesting nice oops sorry. Roll that critical da- let's get another max damage roll Woo-hoo. 40 points that's much better yeah she freaking takes the whole 40 points of damage all right uh, she does stumble out of here gaze going uh She comes running out of the smoke at you snakes pissing she obviously got hit by how she's looking pretty bloodied she's trying to figure out what's going on but since you're like standing there like right at her, right like shot at her third action is going to be to use this uh focus gaze so she kind of like her eye she comes out of the smoke and her eyes like find you and you find it strangely hypnotic. Um, can you please make a DC 20 or just a fortitude saving throw? I won't tell you the DC.
1: Every time you've said focused gaze," I've tried to make a gay agenda joke, but I just I <laughs> cannot pull one out of my ass to save my life tonight. Yes.
0: So it is a failure, but you're oh. increasing it to a success what feature is that? You got some feature there working to help you.
1: That feature is you use something with the incapacitation trait. And Refi. Oh, this is, is the incapacitation level. trait.
0: Yeah. Good call. It does have the incapacitation trait. And since she's lower level than you, you get oh. one level higher than it would normally be. So your failure, to success, and the focus yeah, gain. Of course, I knew that. focus <laughs> <Yeah. gains laughs> did not affect you. And that's all three of her actions. Um, Anita.
3: Nice. All right. From my position at the uh, up here in the vents i'm gonna drop my smokestick right here in the middle
0: there you go 10 foot smokestack so she tries to focus gauge on you and then comes <laughs> up
3: not my friend and then uh second action overdrive okay when
1: did you become a circus expert <laughs> this is an extinction curse! <laughs> Ooh, natural oh, that's a natural
3: failure. one! I'm gonna use a hero point for that, cause might as well.
0: Alright, well, critical, you go. critical, critical failure into a critical success. You and Wybert get the critical overdrive.
3: Yes, and then I'm gonna use one action to give Wybert two. So, for his first action, he's going to. What's my baby's movement speed again? 40. Kill. Oh, no.
0: You can move through the table. It's just difficult to rain to do so. So, it might be faster. I don't know. That'd be 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 to get to her. Yeah, you could get there. You have a fast speed, right? Yeah. 40. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can screw right over the top of that table.
3: Glug glug glug. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they don't seem to have any sort of opportunity attack, so you're good.
3: All right, perfect. And then uh, for Wybert's second action, he'll try and smash her.
0: Okay, let's start with the DC five flat check.
1: Wow, I, I thought that's what Anita wanted to do. <laughs> <I'd>
0: smash her. <laughs> Anita and oh. Wybert are white. If Wybert <laughs> smashes, Anita smashes.
3: Yes. Yes. a
0: flat check passes no worries she right. is flat footed due to the flanking as well as howls like opportunity attacks super flat footed
3: come on weibert all of the chances Perfect. that's a hit Whee. nice uh, 27 points of everything damage
0: 27 points of everything damage. she looks pretty badly injured
3: oh already <laughs> shit and then um smoke okay. smokestick overdrive okay that's it for my turn
0: we're coming up on these creatures which i will refer to as glass centuries now they're not quite clockworks or anything but they are elemental adjacent creatures that are purely made out of glass so they spring into action they were a little slow but they do spring into action so this one sort of like spins onto saruk
1: i heard my character's name and it was definitely not just chatting in twitch and ignoring the game at large what?
0: no i saw that like you like somebody popped in our chat and then recognized you so that was so this 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 century stands up and with like this like glass fist just tries to like punch saruk in the face Rude. a 20 is going to be a myth it's just going to do three attacks second attack 30 that is a that'll hit that'll do 18 points of slashing damage from the jagged bits of glass. And uh, it's not very smart, so it's just going to do a map third and fail. I think these two will... I'll have this one shift down here and flank with her onto Ruffy. So first attack, DC five, flat check. Yeah, it still needs to make the check. Uh, so it passes the flat check. Uh, first strike onto Refi. Nice. Is a miss. Second strike is passes the flat check. Melee strike, critical miss, natural nice. one. Nice. This one here comes around the table and targets Wybert, who just smashed into her. Uh, second action is to strike. 29 hits, Wybert, Hits. For 21 points of slashing damage. Okay. Third action is another hit. For... 19 points of slashing damage. Okay. And then the last one that hasn't gone yet. No, it's just going to wail on Wybert. Strike. First action. Miss. Second action... <laughs> miss Ooh, third the action miss. so the the glass jars are just blasting off the side of waivers heavy like armored body and none of them really do anything bringing us to the top of round two and house turn still obscured here in the smoke i think i'm going to sneak over you can make that stealth check if you're if you're sneaking without being noticed for sure go ahead and make the stealth check not aware she'll be completely unaware of you 33 33 okay I mean she's unaware of you
4: I'll make a snagging strike
0: um okay let me let me add this to you really quick undetected which you are
1: where did Halbreak go
0: yeah you're good
4: I'll make a flat check yep go ahead
0: Uh, actually yeah yep flat check passes no worries Lighter up yes. oh my god a natural one is gonna be a critical miss anybody got a hero point <laughs> anyone in chat got a hero point I'll make another
4: attack damn I knew I should do that20 well,
0: yeah second second flat one'll check. hit yeah you're not technically undetected anymore the flat check passes see it still makes it flat-footed.
1: Mm, kind of.
0: That sucked. That did kind of suck. And at the end of your turn, uh, she's going to use one of her reactions, which is biting snake. So as you end your turn within reach of her snakes, one of her snake heads lashes out and tries to strike you. So I'll make the flat check, which fails, and the snake goes off into the like m- into the smoke and misses.
2: First action, I'll do uh, reloading strike. You know what? No. First action, I'll go into wolf stance.
0: Oh, wolf stance! It is.
1: Just waiting on the. Waiting where's on that wolf howl? Be... I can almost yeah, hear it wolf? now. Howl. Good enough. We'll take um, it. <laughs> and, Anita's uh, voice acting work as a soundboard—it's really taking off.
2: Every voice for Anita sounds like a sheep. <laughs> But uh, so, first action. I'll go into wolf stance. Go low to the ground. My free hand now looks like a fang, and I will now do reloading strike for my second action. Okay. Do the flat check.
0: Flat check passes. All right. Twenty-four is a miss.
2: Second action. I will do follow-up strike. Third action. Follow-up strike.
0: So merely at same map. Yes. Or oh
3: My Lanta.
0: That's a natural 20
3: Fritz. Nice. Right. The... Oh, nice. It's max damage.
0: Or no, is it? It's all nines. It was right. on seven,
1: six, nine, D12. Oh, yeah,
0: seven, seven, Math six is
1: hard. That was max damage. Let him have it.
0: The dice are hard to read, but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So as you like lash out, your wolf strike just like pierces right behind her in your hand, I guess, just pierces right through her and kills kills the Medusa right in your hands.
1: And they said Yamcha was bad.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, that's my turn. Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, she must succeed in a fortitude saving throw. Uh, Yeah, she doesn't need to. She's definitely slowed for the rest of her pathetic life. She slowed 99. Saruk. Okay, <laughs> so, well, anyway. that
1: changes my turn in a very big way. Uh, reckon I will. Let's devise a stratagem against the this one here. Okay. Must okay. grab gun. This Must. one,
0: this one here—that's through the uh, smoke, right? So this one yeah. is kind of concealed through the the smoke, at least.
1: Kind of love that cat's eye, looks. I'm gonna stop rolling the barricade buster. I'm gonna roll something else because it's just eating ammo that I'm definitely not using.
0: A two on the dice It's gonna be a total of twenty-three.
1: Okay, so that sucks. Is this whole combat just wind up? Yeah, I guess it is. Okay, so action the second. Cirque is going to go into. The smoke to here to get everyone in reaction range at least, and then third action I should probably like draw a weapon or something. That feels <laughs> that feels like a good thing to do. Let's uh, you know what? It's important for my third action. I draw the backpack ballista, and then pass the it.
0: backpack ballista awesome. just presses a
1: button on back. Out comes the Mandalorian ass cannon. <laughs>
0: Backpack the locked and loaded. Uh, Anita.
3: All right. First action, I'm going to tell Wybert that we're going to lock on on this clockwork here. Okay. So, and then I'm going to give him three actions. So that's going to give him like a plus three mommy bonus.
0: Plus three mommy bonus. Awesome.
3: For his attack. So Wybert smash. Why would smash
0: plus three? I'm just oh, trying to say
1: it. nothing at all about mommy bonus. But
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Mama bonus.
0: Uh, that is a Mama,
3: uh, Mama thanks to all the bonuses,
0: the circumstance bonus. Is it right just over the top? The clockwork vertical hit. Come is on. that max
1: damage? <laughs> Fifty-four. <laughs> oh points my god! Fifty-four
0: <laughs> points of damage. So. Fifty-four points of it's it's electricity and bludgeoning, right?
1: No, it's everything damage the this
0: Forty-four bludgeoning and ten electricity. So just apply this damage real quick because it 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 takes it's resists five on mm. the electricity you're dealing.
3: Okay, so no okay. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, so it, you hit and like the electricity seems to dissipate a bit on the solid glass creature, so it resists mm-hmm. five on that part, but that's it. Okay takes 49 points.
3: it. he's going to- And it like
0: th- splinters at the side from like a huge crack.
3: And then he's going to take another, he's going to take a map attack.
0: Okay.
3: With a mommy bonus.
0: Well, unfortunately the mommy bonus didn't help this time.
3: And then eh, another map attack.
0: All right. You can always roll another natural 20, right?
3: It's true. That's true. See just like this.
1: Mary Chrysler. Come Huzzah. on, Chrysler. Damn it, Chrysler.
0: No. Not quite. Just a miss.
3: Okay. That's it for our turn.
0: The Sand Sentries get to take their turns. We'll start back here with this one who will like basically target Reficule uh first strike.
3: Does he need to make a DC 5?
0: He does, yeah. key duff. DC five flat check.
3: Ah, it's almost at about four.
0: First strike misses.
3: Yeah.
0: Second strike, DC five flat check. Passes. We'll have a map penalty. Ooh, this one might actually connect.
1: So that's 30
0: is enough to connect.
1: Who at who, if you wouldn't mind.
0: Refy's getting attacked by this one down here. It's Seventeen true. points of slashing damage.
1: Just out of reaction range, damn it. That's
0: fine. You have to target the creature attacking, not the uh, both targets, both, both, both
1: in this case, Rafi and the glassy boy would have to be within 15 feet of me.
0: And then for his third and final action, he steps away from Rafi. This one here will target Wybert with his strike. First strike. Twenty nine hits. So that be reaction about for 23 minus like
1: 12.
0: Twelve um, or so, yeah.
1: Wybert, may step if they would like? Okay. Uh,
3: I think Wybert's gonna stay. Plus twelve.
0: Gonna strike, misses,
3: Plus and
0: then third strike. Three. It steps back away from Wybert and like sort of steps back and then gets the like jagged dagger up and ready to go. I think this one is going to spin his focus onto Hal and attack into the smoke as it senses you with its tremor sense. Flat check, passes, melee strike, misses, flat check, passes, melee strike, misses, and then it too will stride away, which can incur an opportunity attack if you'd like to take it. Uh that is a miss. Is it still flat footed?
4: Would it be flat footed? I don't know, the last one was. Oh, when he was between me and Saruk.
0: I think yeah, yeah, I think that was because of Saruk. Yeah, not here, he's not. But you're actually targeting you're targeting the wrong creature. You're not targeting him, you're targeting boss. So oh, actually a 26 does hit, but I do need the flat check yep. for attacking through this smoke Yep, no worries. That is a hit. Go ahead and roll damage. 22. 22 points of slashing damage. Uh as you as you slash across the glass, you feel like it like resists some of that slash. And then the last one. It's flat footed until. Start my turn. It is, yeah. This one will come up here behind Saruk. Target Saruk with the fist strike. Oh boy, that's a natural no. twenty. Oh, it, it needs to do the fight check.
1: It does. Oh. He died as he lived.
0: Fuck. At the five. That's that's what he needed. So it's a critical hit onto Saruk, which is going to deal thirty-four points of slashing damage. But as it's like crash as this like glass shards like stabs into like your face it kind of splinters and it makes like a cloud of like bits of glass that go into your eyes and you are now uh blinded
1: what rude man i should have taken blind fight
0: <laughs> your turn
4: now all right how we'll move up to that creature that just take a um don't want to do no i'll take a snagging uh... Yeah, I can snaggy strength twice.
0: It's sort of limping along, flat footed to you. That is a critical hit. 37. 42? 42. 42 points of damage. It resists some of it, but it doesn't matter. You just like carve through it so hard you split it in half and then it crumbles into like a pile of like sand glass as it's dead.
4: then i would like to do a snagging strike on this creature next to sir okay flat check
0: yep flat check flat check passes
4: map five hit
0: but not a crit or 23 damage and it is flat is this five and it's now snagged and flat footed. Ruffy I
2: feel like they've got that one in hand.
1: Well, like in KoPesh, but I hear you.
0: <laughs>
2: wait, that one's flat footed.
0: know snagging.
2: Yeah. They have cover.
0: From, let's say here. I mean, through Anita and Hal, they would it would be the plus one circumstance bonus to AC. Yeah, they are flat footed. So would
2: be gated. All right, then I will just do this. I'm going to do Drifter's Juke just because I want to.
0: <laughs> That's the best reason to do anything in this <laughs> game. So
2: I'm going to step here. And then I'm going to shoot this guy in the face.
0: Go for it. Just straight up attack, no flat footed or anything. You make a deception check. Thirty-eight is a crit. That's
2: a uh, forty-six points of damage. And I need an ec twenty-nine fortitude save, please.
0: Yes, you do. Uh, this is piercing, but it's also so it, the the system's kind of messing up here uh, because like the bl- the damage is sort of concussive. It actually mm-hmm. can be uh, bludgeoning, so it should take five extra and not resist any of that. So we nice. Damage. That makes a fortitude saving throw. Oh my god, it was almost a natural one. Uh, success, so it's not stunned.
2: Alright, but it is flat-footed to uh, my melee next melee strike. Which is going to happen right now, because I'm then going to step. Mm. And then for my the last part of Drifter's Zuke, I do another strike. So I will strike at map.
0: Bring it on. Oh, uh that's s- a miss.
2: Uh, I will use follow up strike. OK, uh, Drifter's juke is two actions. So for my third action, mm-hmm. I'll use follow up strike at the same map.
0: Uh, 26. 26 is a
2: hit. All right. Nice or 19 points of damage
0: points it resists five of that and it's knocked prone thanks to the wolf attack right
2: uh no i didn't do wolf drag that cost two actions
0: oh that's something separate okay i just saw it in there like but that's a separate thing okay awesome and uh
2: that's my turn it's no longer flat-footed
0: saruk so, you are while we're waiting for tommy to come back why don't you take your turn Anita.
3: Alright, so I'm gonna use one action to tell Wybert to lock on to this uh, creature that's very close to Refi. So, and then I'll give Wybert, and then I'll use two actions to give Wybert three. So that would give him like a plus three mommy bonus.
0: Okay.
3: And Wybert smash
0: MB. Yes,
3: let's go, go I My baby! That's a
0: critical hit with the 39.
3: 64 points of everything. Uh 1530? Uh it
0: resists a, it resists some of the electricity damage, but it doesn't matter. F- oh. The force of the concussive blast is enough to like completely shatter and it crumbles in on itself into a pile of glass dust.
3: Sweet. And then Wybert's going to uh, turn into this unharmed clockwork and then take a map attack against them. Also with the mummy bonus. Come on, huzzah! Let's go, baby. Ah, uh, it's a miss.
0: That one is a miss, unfortunately. You are blinded, but you have uh, the ability to take your turn. I do.
3: I also...
1: I. It's, is it reasonable to assume the, the glassy gang are making enough noise that I can determine where they are without the use of my eyes.
0: Yeah, so you, everyone here that's not actively undetected to you, you can just kind of get senses of where they're making sound. So and They're yeah. hidden to me? Question mark? They're hidden, but not undetected or anything, yes.
1: Tight. So I drank a cat's eye elixir to get around the smokestick. Turns out I'll use that to slightly mitigate the blinded. it. It reduces the flat check from 11 to 5, and that's hilarious to me. Okay, so... <laughs> As I have said so many times, here beeth one more. Untap, upkeep, fuck wizards. Devise a stratagem. It's important to get that other bit in. I I believe in the power of me. 34, I will take it. 34 total. That's going at the flat-footed guy directly in front of me. Would have 34 hit him.
3: Oh, shit. Shit, 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 shit. Think, Think, Think,
1: think, think. Think. Hope I'm, hope right, I'm right.
3: Hope. I
1: hate that so much. Uh, Thirty-four
0: okay. will be a crit,
1: and then the flat check is a. Six and the flat
0: point. check passes. That's a critical hit.
1: So going at this man's with a critical hit with my don't call it a Mandalorian cannon because then Disney will sue. Recall knowledge. I'm just coming for all the corporations today. Forty-six points of damage. In addition, the Ballista bolt is now stuck into the wall and their center of mass. I guess. Oh There's yeah! A-
0: Boom! Like. This.
1: Not I think the, the ballista goes are. through
0: the glass and like through the wall of this thing, and it's pinned. And on the outside of the boat, you can just see like the ballista, like hanging out, like shooting wood into the next guy. Yeah, that's 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 amazing.
1: So, so my 1E brain is yelling a lot of things at me right now. Some of that is precision damage, and I don't know how that interacts in this case, but. Uh, yeah, in this
0: case, they are they are not immune to precision damage. They take full precision damage actually wild.
1: Take that first edition yeah. elementals. Uh, then I guess for my third action, I'm just going to. This thing's made of glass. It's going to cut me. I hate everything. I'm going to punch it with my teeth. <laughs> I haven't seen that it. in a while. Uh, I mean, just turn off device strategy stratagem real quick. Plus, there we go. Hockey dokey. So that's on, that's on, that's on. It's using my strength. Hiyah! So theoretically a 30 to hit versus their flat footed.
0: Yeah, that's a hit. Not a crit, but it is a hit.
1: The dice agree. Hawk it up, so I guess just thrashing forward. They take uh 11 more damage on top.
0: Okay. Uh they do resist five of that, unfortunately, so they take six
1: that is my turn
0: all right and at the end of that turn the blindness wears off as the sand sort of the the glass bits fade from your eyes
2: i'm assuming that guy is just flat-footed for lots of different
0: reasons right (laughs) held by hal pinned (laughs) to the wall it's actually technically immobilized right now Mm -hmm. right so you don't really need to give your thing then
1: richard i appreciate you so god damn much. I'm going to, though, because by the power of our brain cells combined, uh, they are flat-footed to who doesn't know? Anita, I guess.
3: Whee!
0: So, uh, question to you guys. Uh, it's obvious to me that you have this fight in hand and they're, you're gonna crush them. Do you want to go through the motions just, just doing another round of combat and defeating them, or should we just hand wave it and fast forward and say that I leave it to you, players. It is late
1: to a bunch of dead, whatever these things are on the ground.
0: I do want to retcon one small thing, which is to say when Ruffy like sort of killed the Medusa right through her like heart and had that killing blow. When that happened, there was a kind of like blast of magical energy that's almost imperceptible to everyone. But in the rewinding camera, we sort of see as she's destroyed the sort of like glassy effect emanates out for her and, and like covers everyone in the room which would be everyone except for Anita. So Refi and Saruk and Hal. You guys have been exposed to a weird sort of wild magic effect which is to say that you now qualify for a, a new feat that you can only get by killing this Ooh. character. It is a feat called Glass Skin. Ooh. You were on the money with that, Tommy, is that she's a Medusa that turns people into glass, not into <sighs> stone. So you have the ability to like cast stone skin on yourself with that feat, only it's oh, cool. glass. It's, it's like her her sort of glassness can now infuse into your life force just from destroying her. Now, Dang. if you really like this, feel free to switch out your level ten beat. But um it is a, a sort of story beat that affects your characters and if you were to continue the forward, it's a cool moment and you could be infused with the Medusa's magic.
1: Wow, violence really, really did pay off. Fuck Majagua. Hail Yogg <laughs>